Welcome to the Glow Through It podcast, season two. I'm your host, Adriana Carrig, the CEO and founder of Little Words Project. And I'm Mariah, Little Words Project Brand Partnerships Director, Adriana's real-life sidekick and BFF, and your co-host here on this podcast. We created Glow Through It to bring you inspiration from our normal, everyday life experiences that we know you can all relate to. Season one was a ride, but we're excited to bring you even more laughs and love in season two. Catch new episodes every Thursday on Spotify and Apple streaming platforms. And make sure to subscribe and follow us on Instagram at Glow Through It Podcast. And while you're at it, give Little Words Project a follow too. Shop the LWP brand and use the code KEEPGLOWING15 to receive 15% off your order. Thanks, Thanks for, for tuning in. in. Good. That's okay. That's okay. No, no, there's a lot of times where we like recording things twice. Yeah, I love recording twice. No, it's good. Fault. That's okay. No, it's fine. No, Chelsea, just go. Actually, yeah, yeah. let's go play in traffic. You want me, you want me to go? No, I want no. you to stay. Please stay. We all make mistakes, but not big ones like that. Right. Um. <laughs> okay. Well, hi, Mariah. Hi, Adriana. Again. For Here the we are. Second time. Mm-hmm. Um, we are recording this intro for the episode that we recorded the other day with Stephanie Vershow, which is, we are so excited about. She's an incredible certified joy coach and energy healer based in New York. And she came on and just basically dropped like legitimate knowledge on how to find your best self, find your joy, be happy, set goals, get through some difficult times. And this woman has been through some of the darkest times and she's come out on top, always finding joy through the muck and mire of life, which talk about glow through it talk about i was just gonna say that Mm. is exactly who we are Mm -hmm. excuse me indigestion queen sorry i had to clear my throat a little bit there um indigestion if you know what i'm talking about um okay (laughs) (laughs) are you okay no i'm not um okay after 12 years working in marketing stephanie took a leap of faith to pursue her joy and follow her intuition to become an energy healer and she founded a company called sv empowerment Now she works with individuals who feel that they have lost their life passion and helps them to rediscover their joy, much like she did. So she has like real just like nitty gritty knowledge on how to get this done. And she's good. She's infectious. When I had a fast forward to after the call, I was like obsessed with our experience with her that I contacted her and was like, I want to be your client. I want to be your client. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we had a a call and she's like, I'm an elevator. So like once – you're done talking to me. Your energy is going to be like buzzing. And I'm like, mm. oh my God. Was yeah. it? Yeah, but that's how we felt after yeah. talking to her too. Like yeah, she yeah. really does. She elevates your energy just with how she is. And it was a really cool experience. So hopefully you guys have that same experience just listening to her and her her experience. How many times she about to say experience? Right. A lot of experiences. Right. She definitely had some of those. She's right. going to share them with us. Um, and she has helped countless people find themselves again during some of those the darkest times in their lives. And we are just so lucky to have her on our podcast to chat with our community. And fun added bonus is towards the end of the episode, she actually does a mini coaching session with Mariah. So, Which was cool. You'll get to listen to that. Yay. And all of Mariah's issues. Right. Which... We all know exist. <laughs> Loud and proud. <laughs> big ones. Big issues. <laughs> all right. Big issues, but none as big as the mistake Chelsea made earlier. Am I right? Right. <laughs> Chelsea, I hope you pressed record this time. Because <laughs> if you didn't, I'm going to lose my shit. Ring her in. Hi, Stephanie. Hello, hello. We are so excited that you're here. We like need your joy, girl. We need it all. <laughs> I'm so excited. Let's, what an honor. Oh my gosh. 2020 has to just be tossed and we are so excited to kick off this kind of first interview episode with someone who is all about, you know, positive goal setting and just, you know, how to realize those goals and to find joy in the muck and mire of the difficulty of life. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're just, we just could not be more pumped for you to like teach us your ways. Right. <laughs> because we're both pretty bad at this. Oh gosh. Uh-huh. My, me more so than you. I at least like I, I can't set a, a, a realistic goal where it's like, yeah. do the laundry every mm-hmm. day. Like those little things, <laughs> see, those are like the best goals to set. Big big cup of water though. Big cup of water. Drinking a lot of Drinking water. a lot of yeah. water. Proud <laughs> right. of you for that. Take a sip. In fact, you hear it? Can't hear the sip. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. So Stephanie, can you give us a little intro to you? Tell us who you are and um, then let's kind of launch into what your goal setting tactics are so we can kind of give our audience a little highlight reel of what you do. Yeah, absolutely. So, so nice to meet both of you officially and everybody that's listening. Um, my company's called SV Empowerment and I came from a corporate background which I know a lot of us here are familiar being in corporate for over a decade and thinking I'm climbing the corporate ladder. And then the last two years of my corporate career, everything just felt like a dark tunnel. You know, it's like I'm making money. I'm working for a great company. Um, I worked with one of your team members, Lauren, love her. And, but everything, I had a great relationship and friends, but internally I was suffocating you know so at that point I was like I need to figure something out because I'm way too young for this much pain and darkness like not cool so it was very dramatic um, it was you know New York City dark in the winter I call off work I'm like I'm not coming <laughs> into them like bawling my eyes out right like I can't do this for another day and wow. I parade and I was like God universe angels Buddha do not care like somebody tell me what's up because it's either literally going to be dark path after this or i'm gonna like turn it around and you know remind myself of who i am so i ended up coming across coaching which i had literally had never heard of before and this was like maybe four years ago um, i had gone to therapy never heard of coaching so i was like what is this i felt called to do it it you know something in me was like this is the way to go i worked with a coach and within three months, I basically had discovered that every single thing that brought me joy and made me who, I, who I'm, I am, I had completely ignored and sort of like put aside. So I'm like, oh, first clue, that makes sense. I'm like, love coaching. Let me learn all about coaching in case I have another quarter life crisis. <laughs> A year to get certified. I was done getting certified and then I quit my corporate job and SV Empowerment was born. Um, so that's kind of how it all started. How long ago was this? This and was how, like four years ago. Okay. And how old were you at the time? I was 30. So I'm 38. It must have been like 35, 34. Okay. 34. Yeah. Cool. It's good so to get that context. point you're like settled. Yeah. In your career. Yeah. Because yeah. exactly. Because so many people have this feeling that like in their 20s or even early, early 30s, they're like, I feel like I want to make a change, but it's too late. Mm -hmm. You really demonstrate that like, it really is not too late. You know what I mean? And, and you can do this up until like in the, your fifties, your sixties, you can constantly be reinventing yourself. But you know, as long as you never stop seeking that joy, I think that's the, the crucial tip. Absolutely. I always tell people, I'm like, listen, if you're not happy, don't let that be a reason why you don't seek your happiness. Because if I would have never sought after coaching, which I had no idea what it was, and then decided to sign up for the school and then decided to actually go to the school, it would have never come to like that moment when the skies parted. And it was like, Oh my, like I love marketing and I was really good at it. But then I wasn't like, I, it didn't really fulfill me. But if I would have kind of let it be like, I guess this is what it is. Then I, I don't know. I might been in like, addiction or not even here yeah. you know so i think like you said earlier it's like you're never too old it's never too late and don't settle for like the money or the benefits or the company mm -hmm. in order to like pat your being miserable and just going on with life like that you know like there's how, that's no way to live life yeah <laughs> how do you suggest that people tap into that knowledge because i think um, you know, I use my husband as an example. I, I do think he's he's happy, obviously, and he has a really great career. Um, but I've watched him go. I've watched him struggle internally with being someone who is corporate by day, but you know, he's every night watching YouTube videos about how to like he's, build he's a, a shed. He's a creative. Yeah, like he wants to he wants to work with his hands. He wants to be out in a field. He wants to be on a farm somewhere. Like. But it, it feels like such two polar opposite things. How do you, what do you suggest to people like that who feel like they don't really know what they want to do? They don't know if they want to leave what they're doing now, but they know that that's not fulfilling their full passion. Do you have to leave your job or is there another way that you can find joy while maintaining the status quo, but I don't know, maybe doing things as hobbies? Like, what do you suggest? 
Yeah, that is like literally my my bread and butter of of working. I, you know, I, I always say like partnering or working. I do not like to say helping because I'm like, I'm not here to help anybody like you help you, you mm -hmm. know, but I think for people like that is first of all, doing exactly what he's doing. Like he's actually a step ahead because he knows he wants to like build you know, so there's actually like a little bit of understanding um, of clarity, right? Some right. people don't even know. But for him, it's like, I'm a creative, I want to build, I want to use my hands, great, start watching YouTube. And then at that point, when you're in that is asking yourself, like, what's the next step that I can get towards that? You know, mm -hmm. like, do I do something on the weekends, right? Mm -hmm. Am I able to work like less hours, like you kind of have to step take one step at a time. But mm -hmm. within that, I think it's getting comfortable in the discovery of the uncertainty. Mm. you're uncertain. All right. It is uncertain. Like, do I want to quit my job? Do I want to build a shed? I don't know. So how do I get comfortable? <laughs> how do I get comfortable in the uncertainty? Because at that point, like if I were to quit my job, it might be a big, big step that might actually hold me back. Right. Mm. But if I'm not building my shed on the weekends, I might be denying my own joy, mm. you know? So it's like, how does he find, how, how could he find certainty in the uncertain of, I don't know. So maybe the certain is I'm going to watch YouTube videos, right? right. I'm going to find some like space in the garage and start using my hands. Yeah. All right. Next month, I'm going to maybe invest in different equipment, mm. right? So it's like little by little, you allow yourself to create certainty in a path that is really uncertain mm. because you're in the moment and you're accepting, you know, this yeah. is hard. I don't know, but I, I do think, know that I love my hands, you know, so yeah. that becomes that, that path. I love that little message of like finding certainty and allowing yourself to find certainty in the uncertainty, because I think that's what that trips people up so much yeah. is like, feeling like the only option is to jump ship. Well, it's either all or nothing sometimes. Yeah. That's in your head. You think I'm either this or I'm that, but you don't really have to be, is yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, you can find those. And I guess I can I can really relate to that because even when I was going to start this Little Words project and mm -hmm. I was going to start the business, I had a full-time job in marketing and I was working every single week, going in and out of the city every single day rather, and coming home and working on this side project at from 7 p.m. to 1 in the morning sometimes with my mom who yeah. is now here helping us again because life comes full circle like that. Um, but the point being, I didn't put all my eggs into either basket. And I think, you know, if anything, more all of my eggs were actually in my full-time job. Yeah. And I was just trying to spend a little bit of time here and there to see if I could create that certainty in the uncertainty of I know – that I want to do something different, but I'm not entirely sure what it is. Right. Let me just start somewhere. And I think that's a yes. really huge. That's such away. a perfect example. On the other hand, like I didn't do that. So I went to coaching school for a year. When I quit my job, I maybe had a client, like maybe um, I could have not done the, I'm going to work 14 hour days and then do the, you know, midnight to five in the morning. So I was like, I'm just jumping. Like I, I knew that what, like at that point yeah. I knew coaching was for me. So again, within the three of us, there's already so many examples, Yeah. but in it, I'm like, I'm going to be uncomfortable. So I ended up like, you know, I taught spinning, I say back in the day, but it was really a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> <Wisdom> <laughs> open. <laughs> like, I taught spinning. So that was like a little bit of money for my bills. I ended up working at like the Equinox little shop and like selling whatever Lulu, like I had no ego in being like, I'm going to have to do these little odd jobs here and there mm -hmm. until I'm able to like, you know, create and get clients. Mm -hmm. Um, so there is sort of like, but we found the certainty in our own journey, you know? So yeah. we find that certainty as you figure out your path. Yeah. Whether that certainty is just putting pen to paper, coming up with the ideas, watching the YouTube videos, finding another odds and end jobs that'll keep you going while you're building your dream. Yeah. If you did take a leap, you know, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. It also doesn't always have to be half, like your job. Like mm -hmm. you can stay at your job and you can potentially take up piano lessons mm -hmm. just as like yes. something, an outlet. Yes. You can still work in marketing for the rest of your life. Even if you're like, eh, it's a little boring. You can work the job. Even mm -hmm. if it's a little boring, it's okay. It'll pay the bills. It'll keep your life going. And maybe you, you know, like I said, take up piano. I don't know. Go to your favorite winery once yeah. a month. Get a puppy. Get a puppy. <laughs> like something. Yes. Well, and you bring up. You bring up a really good point because the certainty can be within your quote unquote dream, right? Or the certainty can be like, I'm going to breathe in the moment, in the morning, 
I'm going to do piano lessons once a week, or I'm going to learn how to play guitar. Like it doesn't have to be directly. You just have to create certainty because you know, at this point in my life, like, I don't know where I'm going. I don't really know what I'm doing, but this little piano lessons give, gives me certainty. And in that moment, your energy feels certain. And from that place, you can actually make decisions, right? But if your mind is uncertain and your actions are uncertain, then it's like, look, you can't get to the solution from the energy of the problem. So if the problem is uncertainty, you're not going to create certainty in the solution of like, oh, no, it's like right now the solution is my piano because that brings me certainty. In that place, you're going to find the solution of like, I quit my job, I buy a shed, I whatever it might be. So it's like harnessing the energy of the solution. So from that place, you can find the solution. Yeah, I love that. I love that quote. You right. can't get to the solution with the energy of the pro- <laughs> the quickness with which you wrote that down. I wrote this so fast. <laughs> oh my, my hands on fire. <laughs> but it is so true. true. And you do a lot of energy work um, with your clients. I know you're an energy healer as well. Um, how do how do people know if their energy is like? wrong. Mm. I think some of it is like, we just don't really know. That's a good question. Like, how do you know if your energy needs some adjustment, like without talking to a coach just yet? Or like, how do you know you need to seek out a coach? Like some people just are moving along in life. Mm -hmm. Like, is it just that you're not excited every day? Like, is that like, what is it? So, okay. So there are the two questions is the coach and then the energy. So I'll start with the energy. That's what we were talking. Like, how do you know when your energy is like wrong? So the first thing is like, I always like to say, you know, zero judgment, right? When it's good or wrong, you're already kind of putting a judgment of like, oh, um, mm. you know, I shouldn't be feeling this way or whatever. Mm. So I always like to say like, when is my energy off? Or a lot of times I say like, when am I energetically like constipated? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's uncomfortable, you know? And sometimes it feels like your shoulders are heavy or you're feeling off, you know? It's like, like I can't figure this out, but there's like something feels off. And I feel mm. like we can all relate to that or like, I feel stuck, you know? So in that time, it's like, all right, let me do a little polish of my energy. And I'll share with you a, an, an exercise that literally anybody can do. And it's like when you're taking a shower in the morning or at night, right? So the shower is washing, cleansing your physical body, fine. In that moment, you soaked, you're cleansed, you're good. Then you visualize the water as cleansing your energetic body, Hmm. right? So in that moment, I like to say like a little prayer, but if you don't pray, that's totally fine. You can just set your intention. All right, water with this beautiful water, just cleanse anything that's in my energetic body that doesn't serve me. You know, because at that point you can't necessarily see it, but you can feel it. And the water is so cleansing. So every day or however often you take a shower, you get into the habit of, I'm going to cleanse my spiritual body. I got to pause you. I got to pause you. I'm sorry. This is going to be a really tough exercise for Adriana. (laughs) She's like once a month now. She showers like once a week. Okay. First of all. Mariah, you shower twice a day and no one, no one's out here doing that. Okay. You're doing the most. You and Bill. No, I do the most. You do I actually do. Sh- I do twice a day too, Mariah. Oh so my gosh. I'm one of those How are you keeping I'm your hair nice? Do you wash your hair twice a day? No, I wash okay. my hair like twice a week. Yeah. There you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, can yeah. do both. I, I could do yeah, both. Yeah. I could. The hair net. The hair net or thing. A it's shower much, cat. It's too much work for me, though. It's not so good. And then how do you visualize the water if right, you're not washing that's your like hair? Right. <laughs> Mariah lives to roast me on my showering, but I am clean. I smell good, y'all. Okay. I and smell if I delicious. don't, trust me, I shower. Right. You showered the other night. Remember what yes. you said? I'm not going to repeat it, but it was awful and atrocious and had something to do with constipation. So. <laughs> or the opposite. If we're going it happens. Right. Um, anyway. So yeah, you let it cleanse your body. Yes. I can relate. Cleanse your body. Many you can also do it with a light. You know, mm-hmm. you can also visualize like a beautiful white, pink, whatever color you love, sort of like wrapping your body. And it does work. Like we That's are what I was all- going to say. Do you feel like it works? I will, I am, I would consider myself to be a little bit more on the woo-woo side of like, you know, whatever woo-woo, whatever that means. But I do believe in the concept of energy work and energy healing. And I, you know, when I was going through my fertility struggles, I really wanted to make sure that I like, you know, I saw all the energy healers. I saw all the acupuncturists. I saw all, you know, I saw a craniosacral person. I like people who Mm -hmm. literally just like 
transfer energy into your body through Mm -hmm. different modes or or clear out the spaces or the whatever. And I believe in all of that. And I did meditation and I, 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 I believe in all of it, but I think I, at that time I wanted to believe in something Mm. and I wanted to just like believe that I could do something. And ultimately I ended up having to go the path of, of IVF and I guess now I struggle with, did anything even help Mm. or did I end up having to inject myself with however many different medications in order to have a child because none of it actually worked. But I don't know, like that feels like my energy's off there. Like I'm coming incorrect. No, I think that's a really good question though, because I'm sure a lot of people that go through you know, difficulty or they are putting all of their beliefs in something and it almost like still doesn't work. Yeah. How do you rechannel that, you know, to find that how do you keep, again? how do you keep believing that it yeah. works, you know, and all that? Yeah. I think it's important to always remember that th- these are all like little ketchup and mayonnaise, whatever little, what am I? Um, condiments. condiments. Thank you. Condiments. <laughs> <laughs> to life right so ultimately like you are you are the meat whatever i'm not even a meat eater but like you are the thickness Mm -hmm. you are it right so if you want to do crystals and energy healing and coaching it's like great they're condiments and they're complementing my life or they're allowing me to remember who the f i am in case i'm going through a period that i forgot like how magnificent and divine i am but if it's like I need to do crystals and acupuncture and sacral and energy healing and Reiki mm. so I can have a baby. It's like, girl, no, you don't. All right. Yeah. You actually should not do any of it. You should chill out. Yeah. Think about why you even want to have a baby. And then from that place, you're like, okay, I'm clear. What feels fun to me? That's why it's like the joy. Like what feels joyful? Energy healing? Great. Like I'm not here to convince anybody. If you believe, great. If you don't believe, like, great right like you know (laughs) but it's like but it's kind of remembering that's like none of this is a must all of these are like nice add-ons that obviously to me like I do believe in it I have seen a difference in my energy I do know when it's like I quote unquote don't take showers and don't brush my teeth and there's like energetic plaque nasty (laughs) that's kind of like building around my body and my energy but um but I've also worked at it and and I do sort of like not rely on it but I do think it adds like a nice smooth component to my life you know so that's kind of how I like yeah I I love the way you just said that she kind of just she just told me she did (laughs) she told me she's like girl first of all did it like frozen Elsa that is let it go (laughs) yeah but that's so true because who am I to say like no duh duh like and I know that even just now as you're saying I'm like yeah I did not think that acupuncture was going to get me pregnant like genuinely I didn't think that I was doing it so that my vibes would get correct and I couldn't get my vibes correct. And I was so strung up on like making this work for me. So it's not that the energy and the work that I was doing wasn't working. In fact, I look back on those things that I've learned I as like, those days I you. know. I liked <laughs> yoga. I remember leaving early going to yoga. I was that going- was good. But I look back on those days as like, I really do value what I've learned, what I learned in that time. And yeah. I value that whole experience because, you know, obviously it's, it's a huge part of who I am and my story. Um, but yeah, I think ever since, you know, achieving pregnancy and being pregnant and now working, now it, the mindset has shifted to, okay, I've got a few months left. I've got to do this, 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 and this. I've got to organize everything here and here. Everything's become so much more chaotic. And I don't take the time to like sit and even do like, guys, I haven't even done like my face routine at night. I used to like religiously, I would wash my face. I thought you were back on it. No, I'm not like, I'm like not on it. Sometimes I'm just like, I'm just going to get in bed and I'm going to, I'm going to wipe my, my face, but I'm not going to wash it. It's so special to you. It's so special to me. So that's why it's like, I know my energy is off right now. And yet I feel like I have to continue in this chaotic energy and I need to figure out ways to just like chill out breathe yeah. because I don't also want to, you know, move forward into this next phase of life with that kind of chaos. Being all chaos. Right, 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 right. And that might be a good time to, you had asked me a little bit earlier about like, how do you know when to quit, when not to quit? And this applies to like, how do I, how do I slow down, you know, and take a few minutes to like reassess. 
And there's something that I love and it's writing down your values, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a sheet and I can even send it to, I don't know if we can post it on the show notes or whatever, yeah. but there's a sheet where there's like 40 different values, right? And it can be like, um, community connecting to myself, like emotional wealth, physical, all these things. And you basically circle your values and you're like, and then you pick like your top five values, right? So maybe your values are humor, authenticity, you know, physical well-being, whatever it might be, right? So you have your five values and then you figure out at least once a day, I'm going to honor one of these values, hmm. right? So for you, one of your values is your physical well-being, right? Like washing your face, taking, and you're not honoring that value, right? So that's just like padding on and adding on. So by the end of the month, you're like, I haven't even washed my face. I'm barely taking a shower. And it's like, hmm. ah, you know, yeah. it's like this whole... But if you're like, I'm going to make a point to get a sticky and once a day, there's one value in here, humor. So I may yeah. watch like a really funny show that adds to your energy. So by the end of the day, you're actually honoring yourself instead mm -hmm. of doing things that constantly disrespect the things that you value and that drains your energy a ton. Wow. Because you deserve that too. And the other thing is Adriana is the superhero of everything that she does. <laughs> and I think that you can't be your best self for everyone else if you're not your best self know. for yourself. Yeah, it's one of my biggest fears with like becoming a mom and, and going into that next phase is like, am I gonna am I gonna even be able to give like will what you be I able to, to show give? up? Yeah, will I be able to show up? Will I be able to do all those things? And I mean, I think that's just a normal fear as women and pe as people in general. We all wanna make sure we're gonna be able to do the job correctly. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I agree. I think I definitely, I'm, I'm also an Aries. So I'm like very headstrong when it comes to that stuff. I'm like, I'm just going to just do, 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 do. And mm -hmm. sometimes it's, you know, you're required to like sit back and give yourself some grace. Give some grace. Yeah. Yeah. So Stephanie, I know that, um, you know, on the subject of fertility and, and kind of seeking joy through difficulty and, and struggle, you know, I can't even begin to imagine what you've gone through and what you were able to kind of accomplish through that, you know, pain. Would you be willing to share a little bit more of that story? And Absolutely. I love talking about my daughter. She's so cute. Um, so in 2019, my husband and I were pregnant for about six months. Mm -hmm. And then uh, my daughter, Nina, she was like, listen, y'all are crazy. All right. I'm not ready to come to earth. So I'm just going to like, I'm going to be here. I'm just not going to be physically here. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, obviously miscarriage, which I don't even like that term. So I feel like it's so much more than that. Um, mm. But that is truly the way I think about it. And, you know, the pregnancy was beautiful and how pregnancy are and difficult and all the things. But it was around month six. Um, so it was October of 2019. Mm. And um, it was our, you know, our first baby. So obviously there, it, there, it is a tragedy and it is trauma, Absolutely. you know, not to like lessen the, the whole component of it. But like the Stephanie before that and the Stephanie now, and I've heard this from like so many people that are close to me, it's like your heart just like cracked open in the best way possible. Mm. You know, like before you were loving and kind and like super caring. And then you became like, not even more, but like deeper within mm. those qualities, you know? So the first month I truly allowed myself to just stop everything, you know, like I wasn't trying to do it all. I'm like, I'm going to cancel all my private coachings. I'm not going to do spinning. I'm just like, I'm going to allow all these feelings to come up because one of my biggest fears was like numbing all of it. And then like however many years on the road, losing it. Break. Right. And yeah, having like yeah. a total breakdown. Totally. So I didn't even drink for like another six months after I was like, I just don't want to put myself in a situation that I could numb all of it. Yeah. Um, so I remember a lot of it. I was like sleeping and then I would wake up some days. I would be like, I want to go to dinner and I would get ready. And right after it happened, my parents, I say coincidentally, but there are no coincidence. They were in New York. They don't live here. They happened to be here. And we found out. We went to get her, feel her heartbeat. It wasn't there. Mm -hmm. And then on my way home, my parents is like, my parents were like, well, like, what do you want to do? Do you need time? And, you know, like, how can we support you? And I was like, actually, I'm kind of hungry. And I surprised myself because I'm like, you know, in the movies or in the magazines or in the books, this happens and it could happen right where people just like shut completely down. loose said they shut down and i was like i'm actually hungry went to the restaurant and that's when i caught myself thinking 
I have this paradigm of women that go through this experience that looks like this. Mm. And I want to make sure that I give myself the space to make it make the next three, five, 20, 30, 60, 100 years, because I don't think we ever get over it, right? Be the paradigm that I choose to share, live and explore. You know, mm-hmm. so that created a lot of shifts and I was able to break through a lot of beliefs that I thought I had to be this way if I'm going through a trauma wow. versus what felt authentic to me. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I'll, I have to be honest, when I was, you know, reading your bio and like learning more about you, I was afraid of having this conversation and like asking about the experience because, you know, I am at that stage. I am currently six months pregnant and it feels yeah. like this, you know, that's, it is, it's every new, you know, current pregnant woman's biggest fear is like that that would happen and, and you would have to experience that kind of loss. And I think, like you said, the biggest part of that fear is like what the paradigms that I know that exist for me are like, I, I can't even imagine, like, you know, how is she even functioning? Like, how does someone even go through that? Like, how does someone survive? How, you know, because it just, all you are told and all you see is that, you know, you just don't bounce back from something like that. Right. But then I also know stories of women who have gone through that or, you know, had stillborns and births take place, which another thing I'm like, oh my God, I can't even wrap my head around it, you know? And they come out of that and then they end up having their, their, you know, their rainbow baby after the fact. And it's just like, oh my gosh, you know, at that point, you would never have had that child, you know, mm-hmm. if it weren't for what you went through, because like you said, there really are no coincidences and that I do believe in. Um, so yeah, you know, it's just, thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I appreciate you kind of giving the space here for us to both honor your daughter, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that experience, but also, you know, enabling someone like me to be able to look at you and think like, wow, you know, Yes, it sounds, and it is genuinely a tragedy, but, you know, seeing that this is how you are on the other side of it, it, it would give, I think, any woman hope and yeah. confidence that at some point, you know, you do find that joy again. And I just think that's really special. Always. Thank uh, you for that. That is so sweet. I appreciate that. Oh my gosh, that. of course. So, I mean, how, how, I don't know that you can really say, like, besides you, obviously you gave yourself grace. You said, okay, I have, I'm going to give myself this time to just feel what I'm going to feel. How did you start kind of climbing back to a place of being able to like coach people on joy? Joy, Like how that was taken from you is now the Mm -hmm. thing that you are teaching us. And then you even had, you had a session, a coaching session that was like planned, like kind of right after it happened, right? Or in that time frame, like how did mm-hmm. you, how did you do it? <laughs> so us. the biggest, one of the biggest things I learned, which I'm so just like, ah, grateful doesn't even begin to cover it. But I learned that you can find joy in, in the midst, in the midst of grief, mm. you know? So it's like, and grief in this case was literally grief of grieving healing the loss, um, the transition of my baby, but grief can be stress and anxiety and fear and Corona, right? Like grief can literally, you can put whatever face and emotion and feeling to it. And it's like, I was able to actually understand like, wow, I'm really sad or I spent all morning crying. And then I went to my favorite coffee shop and I had like a delicious cookie. And then I was smiling and like, you know, I loved it. And I'm like, wait, I was literally coexisting you know, still being in the space and enjoying the cookie or whatever, you know? So I think it's that realization was really big to like understand that you end up living with both emotions, which is why I say, I don't think I'll ever get over it. You know, when people are like, Oh, it's been a year. You're going to, I'm like, look, the reality is that I think about it all the time, right? Like it is part of who I am. And that's why I'm so open um, maybe it's just the memory of it also feels really good. I love honoring her and I like, I love my daughter so much. So it's a little bit of both. So it's like giving yourself permission that you can be really sad and also be laughing and smiling and that can coexist. Mm. So, um, that's something that really stuck with me. And I would, I would like welcome everybody to think about that, right? Like when you're having a really hard day, what are little moments of joy, like a warm cup of tea or a breath or hugging your best friend, you know, or, you know, calling your mom or whatever it is, like it allows you to 
feel joy in the midst of grief, anxiety, stress, fear, you know, whatever it might be. And it's all Um, relative, right? I mean, so many people have that, you know, even like me sitting here, because I because I can relate in some sense of like, I know what it's like to be pregnant, right? And to be at month six, right? And to feel so close to that end. And to then have to put myself in a space of like, what would I do or how would I navigate that difficulty? Because I have that in my head, I think there's no worse thing I could imagine, right? And so I think to, I, I, but for someone like Mariah, you know, there could just be the reality that like, you got your heart broken. And like, for you, the beginning, the pre heartbreak and the after heartbreak, those are your two differences for, for you, Stephanie, it was like, you know, the pre transition of, of your daughter, and then the post and those were your two different, those were your two sides of the coin, that grief is what that, you know, bridged both, essentially. So it is so relative, you know, but yeah. But it almost feels like everyone can relate in some way to each other's grief and each other's way of surviving. Yeah. It's like, what is grief to you? What is grief to you? Were you like, you worked with or were an apprentice with or a student of Gabby Bernstein? Yes. 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 So what was one of the first ones, my coach, like it was under one of her coaches that I, it was like the first coach I ever had. Wow. Yeah. So, cause she always says that the universe has your back, right? Yes. So her whole concept of that was really something that helped me through my s- struggles because it's true. Like just sit back, relax and understand that like this, I don't know. How do you feel about the con- the sentence? Everything happens for a reason. I'm did- probably, I'm probably pro with its own little pocket of like, right, right. But for the most part, I do because I also believe that I'm co-authoring my life. Yes. So when everything happens for a reason, you're sort of like not fully responsible for things that are happening. Right, right. I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I love that that whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm drawing yeah. that out. A lot, of, <laughs> I like it. a lot of people struggle with that sentence because it's like, especially when you've gone through loss, right? Mm. Or experience it. Because you're like, well, what the fuck was yeah. the reason? Yeah. Tell me. I'm still not no. understanding. And it's not until, you know, right. later on in life where you have, where something takes place where you can trace back and connect the dots looking backwards and see like, oh, that's why that had to happen so that I could be here. Or yeah. mm-hmm. I had to learn that and I had to do this in order mm-hmm. to be able to have the, the kahunas to like yeah. leap and start my own career, start my own business or whatever it might be. Precisely. So it's like, I believe in that, but yes, with the probably the same same caveats that you have. Um, but yeah, the whole concept of what Gabby Bernstein was saying or, or have often says is that the universe has your back. Do you consider like, are you a religious person or is it like a not like what kind of um, religious background, I guess, are you? And how does that coincide with your belief in energy and the universe? You know, I'm, we're both Catholic um, mm-hmm. and, you know, we believe in God, we believe in Jesus Christ, we believe in all of that, but it's not, you know, we don't, we're not like, you know, tattooing it on our foreheads, but that, you know, we do, if we're going to pray, we're praying to God. Yeah. Um, and yet I do often talk about like my belief in the universe too. And there have been some, you know, family members I've spoken to that have like kind of poo-pooed that and been like, well, what do you mean the universe? It's God. Yeah, yeah. My dad has said things like that too. You know, so wh- how do you reconcile that? Just curious. Yeah. Yeah. I also grew up Catholic. Um, and I, I believe, I definitely believe in God. I'm talking to Jesus all day, every day, and my angels and my daughter. Um, I think that it's, look, I, I've made up my own rules, but I think I end up respecting, right? Like your dad, whatever. Family members, like that's your belief. I don't necessarily have to explain it. Um, if you're getting aggravated, totally hear you. I know it seems kind of out there, but that's just the daughter, wife, friend you have, you know, Mm -hmm. just like it's the same concept of like, you do you and I do me. I'm not trying to instill that like energy and the universe exists. Just like, I don't expect you to do that with me. So as long as we're in each other's lanes, you know, then it becomes a relationship where you can respect the other person. And I think with business, you end up attracting the people that are in the same wavelength, you know, like I do get some people that are like, what, you know, what do you mean by spirituality? Or, you know, what do you mean you believe in God and angels? Like, 
like, whoa, yeah. you know? And that's like, well, I think that also comes from experience and like with my daughter or my mom, my mom also passed when I was, when I was younger mm. and being able to like have a relationship with family members that are not here in the physical world, you know? But I think as long as it becomes on, if that's working out for you, then stay in that lane. I'm currently exploring, right? So that's working mm. out for me. And also picking and choosing who you're having conversations with. You know, right. like some people are super curious and they're like, tell me more. Other people are more like, what do you mean by that? It's like, look, I'm happy to share, but not in a way that I need to prove to you something or you're trying to disprove what I believe. Because when that happens, then I'm kind of like, mm, ah. then it's man. like, I don't even want to do that. You know, and you can't take the fun out of it. So I think it's also having that discernment of like, what is this conversation about? Yeah. I think it maybe also comes down to like not truly caring what other people are going to think about how you choose to live your life and what you believe in, because that's something that, you know, unless you're like hurting people. Like I think if you're not hurting, you're exploring and you're learning and you're trying to find your own center and you want to find yourself and you're, that's great. Yeah. I think, for me, it's like God is the universe and the universe is God. And there's mm. this thing around us yes. happening that- I bo- And that's all within us. Cause I also yeah. take it that next level. And like, I am Same. God, not like, oh, I'm God. But it's like, yes, I am divine. You yeah. are divine. And that is that is actually a Catholic principle is, you know, right? The wonder and awe and yes. that God is in each mm-hmm. of us. And you see God, who do you see God in? And yeah, so, but it's, it is because whenever I'll do like, you know, a, an Instagram caption, like someone will say something like, oh, honey, it's God. It's not the universe. It's God. I'm like, but it, it's God and the universe. It's, that's what and it is the universe. to me. That's what it is to you. And what's wrong with both? They're yeah. both beautiful and they're both what make you yes. feel whole. It's just like what makes you feel whole and hold oh, on to that and yeah. live your life. Precisely. Just, you know? Yes. I was talking to someone the other day and, and we were, we were discussing like just life things, life difficulties and, and whatever the conversation was through friendship and all of that. And we were both kind of just saying like, if we can't, we're just people, right? Just trying to figure it out. Literally mm-hmm. every day yeah. you're figuring it out. You're figuring it. I'm figuring something out and you can't, you can't just like, who are you to judge somebody's choice, somebody's path, somebody's, you know, desire to feel a certain thing or, or whatever. It just comes back to like, this is your story to mm-hmm. your, do you be you. Okay. Yes. I you love I mean? that. Yes. It's so important Amen. to mm-hmm. make sure that you're constantly on that path. You know, Mariah and I, when the way we've positioned this podcast and just, you know, previous episodes is really just about, you know, how do we glow through our difficulties, right? Which is, we've touched, you are the ultimate glow thrower. Oh my God. The ultimate. The glowfer. The glowfer. The Thank ultimate. you, loves. <laughs> you're the ultimate glowfer. Um, but, you know, we've both, like my, my, you know, last season was really all about my fertility struggle and, and you know, going through that next, you know, going through the path of, of ultimately trying to get pregnant through IVF and what that journey looked like, which we've touched upon. And Mariah's, which we haven't really touched upon in this conversation thus far, was it is still finding her forever person, right? Finding wow. her partner in life, finding her the man that she has been trying to manifest and call into her universe for quite some time. But forgive my self-diagnosis here, but you do happen, you do tend to self-sabotage. It's not a self-diagnosis, it's a diagnosis as if I'm your doctor. It's a bestie, Um, bestie diagnosis. Bestie diagnosis, your therapist diagnosis. But you do, you self-sabotage oftentimes in those relationships where you are taking pieces of your fear and your previous history and experiences and you're applying them and projecting them onto those new relationships. And it sometimes... Lee ends in it's the same ending every time. Yeah. And so how do you, how do you suggest, I don't know if you have clients that are are trying to find their partners and that's kind of what their focus is on, but I'm just going to let you um, coach Mariah for a second. Oh, the microphone just got moved closer. (laughs) Okay. My two clients are exactly like Mariah and like women that are like super smart, beautiful, have awesome energy. Like they have it going on. And for some reason, this one area is like, uh, right. And then the other one is like the high achievers that I, that want to live a life of fulfillment. So I got like, literally you, both of you are my ideal. Literally us. So, (laughs) I mean, yes. This duo right here. I think with my, so one thing I would say is, and, and just with a little brief thing that you shared, Adrian, about Mariah is 
in the journey of love, and is this cool if I ask you a few questions? You can always tell me like stuff. Oh my God, please ask you know. all the questions. <laughs> She's we so want, I love this. This is the best moment of my life. Please ask, <laughs> do all the things. Okay, so in the journey of your, let's call it like mate relationship forever partner, um, if we take them out of the equation, like how in love are you with you? Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> okay. This journey began on June 11th, <laughs> 1993, the day I was born. No, um, I have done a lot of work, I think, on myself. And by work, I mean, I have been hurt a lot of times, learned a right. lot of lessons and refused to let those lessons replay themselves again and again in, diff- in, new, in new scenarios, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. I mean, I went to therapy when I was younger. I did that element of work. Um, but that had more to do, I think with like my parents' divorce and, and their relationship and, um, my childhood and all of that. But now that I've been dating and been single since like my last relationship, which was maybe three, was it four years ago? Yeah, Four years ago was my most serious last relationship. The way that I've done the work is try again And then if something happens there, I learn a really serious lesson. And then the next time I'm on guard for it. And I feel as though I'm like. But you're kind of dancing around the question of how do you feel about yourself? I love myself. I do. I'm not one of those people that like hates myself. I look in the mirror. I'm like, oh my God, you're cute. Like I genuinely (laughs) am not one of those girls that's like, no, no, look at me. I'm so sad and pathetic. I really am. I love myself. I love Mariah. I think she's funny. I think she's kind. I love her. Um, But she's insecure. You know what I mean too? And she's imperfect and she doesn't trust people ever. So it's the trust. It's the trust for me. me. I have (laughs) so many things to say, Mariah. Okay, Okay, we're just going to get to it. We're just going to get to it. Okay, so first thing, I'm going to give you homework, right? I'm going to, what I like to call like play sheet, right? Because nobody likes homework, but when you say play sheets, you're like, "Mm, I can do a play sheet. So first play sheet is I want you to write and do like a letter, do it at home when you're comfy, write tea, candles, like you want to create a really safe space. And writing down the, the, the times in your life where the trust was super broken, whether it's your parents, mm. your friends, your job, your re- not necessarily only relationships, but I want you to almost like, and maybe have Adriana on speed dial and be like, babe, I'm about to do this. If I lose that, be by your phone because I may call you, right? So that way you have that safety net of like, you're going to allow yourself to feel all that pain that basically has been storing inside of you because there's a part of you that hasn't fully healed that. So as much as like consciously, you're like, I'm good. I recognize he did this or she did that. And I'm, I, you know, I've gotten over it. The actions show different, right? Because the trust is still there. So there's somewhere in that, that it hasn't been like blessed and released. Right. So by writing a letter and kind of putting everything down, like you really pissed me off. You really hurt my feelings, like mom, dad, people I trusted, exes, whatever it might be, right? So you bless and you release them. The second part, if you're up for it, and then ideally you burn it, um, just sort of like a symbol of like letting it go, right? And then the second component of it, if you feel comfortable, that's super powerful, is when you're meditate. Do you meditate? No. Here, there, no. Okay. No. She would. She would. She just. She pulls the mic back. I'm over. pulling the mic back over. I have to. I have to speak for you sometimes. <laughs> I'm the worst. She would meditate, but she hasn't found that practice, and she hasn't started to. And I think she really does need a guide to get her there. She's pulling the mic back to herself. But <laughs> I do pray every night, and since COVID started, so that was like since we were home. March. March till now, I pray on my knees beneath Mm. my bed every single night. And that feels meditative every single night. I have not missed a night unless I literally slept at Adriana's house (laughs) or a couple guys' houses, but that was like literally (laughs) twice. Um, Okay, so when you sit on your knees and you pray at night, right, and you're sort of like giving your day to God or whatever your, your words are, in that moment, bring the people that really hurt you right? And you literally give them to God, you know, like I I am no longer ready and willing, right? Yes. Yeah. So it's like, God, 
Peter and Mary and John are all going to you. I release them in the physical world right now. I'm giving them to you as like the final release. So that creates energetically. You're like breaking it up. Right. So that's like first components to kind of like clean the slate. Um, and it might be really quick. It might be like a quantum leap, right? You do that. You believe it. It might take a little bit of work. That really depends on like the depth of the wound. But it seems to me as I'm feeling your energy, it feels to me like this is something you're ready to do, right? It's just a matter of like, what are the steps? The second thing is those things that you're like, I look for them, right? So if somebody like cheated on me, I don't know, next, like on their phone, next time I'm going to look for it and make sure that that guy is not on the phone mm. when we're at dinner. Right. So I want you to stop looking for those things. I have to stop. Because when you look for those things, it's like if I were to tell you, Mariah, don't think about the blue elephant. Mm. That's all you're thinking about. Right. What is the blue elephant? Where is he? Where is he? What is he? When is he coming? I know he's there. Is he big? Is he small? Is he? So if you're thinking he cheated on me on his phone and Instagram, you're going to be like, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? right? Like you're going to be looking for it until eventually you're going to bring that into your reality. Jeez. So you start, right? Does that make sense so far? Are we? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In places? Cool. So that's another thing prophecy. to keep in mind. I have been telling her this is a self-fulfilling prophecy for a very long time. She really has. She, she loves has self been self-fulfilling. So then when we tie the loop, right? And I'm obviously giving like big pillars that you can actively begin to work on without having a deeper conversation. But the third thing where we tie the loop about, are you in love with yourself? Right? So you meet this awesome person, you want to start hanging out in that moment. Normally what you do, which you told me is I'm going to look for the thing to make sure they don't do it. I am on guard, right? Like I'm sleeping with one eye open and the other one closed. Mm. That's when you start to be like, okay, in this moment, normally I tend to self-sabotage and I bring it onto myself. This is where boot camp begins, where I'm about to fall in love with myself. So when you're going on dates, you're like, oh, I'm going to look so cute. I'm going to wear perfume. Like, it's not about the guy or the girl. I, I don't know your preference, but I'm going to fall in love with myself in the dating process because what that does, it shifts your focus to when are they going to mess up to this is the time to fall in love with me. So it shifts the focus from them to you. And that's what makes you not self-sabotage and actually wants them to be part of your life. Mm. Speechless. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, none of those things translate into <laughs> podcast form. I Sorry, I'm dropping my pen. We're having a moment. We're having a moment. I had a moment. Um, okay. All right. Yes. It's a yes for me all around. What I do also, though, want to incorporate into this is the fact that can, can you uh, say that you've done work by not dating, having a time to sit down, be to yourself, feel the feelings, think about why the things happened, wonder about the exes and why they did the things they did, you know, be angry in certain situations and move past it. Can all of that be part of the healing that makes me love myself more because I will say within the past few months that I haven't had the time to like, or not that, wow, I've had all anything but time <laughs> all the time. I haven't had the ability to due to COVID I've been home and I feel like pretty much a year of my life, the year of being from 26 to 27 was taken from me in the sense of, I can't date just like you just like physically can't date. You know what I mean? Do you think that in the time where I was really within myself and centered and like spending time alone, did I heal during that time? Because I'm feeling healed and now I'm ready to date. You know what I mean? I'm ready. I can't keep healing now, well, yes. I can, but I guess I can, right? Well, it's a two way. It's a, it's like a two part answer. The first thing is absolutely yes. Cause that is part of the healing process, allowing yourself to be with your feelings. So from that sense, a hundred percent. Now the second part of the answer is once you start dating, right? That's when you start being, so I, I, I would suggest you getting, well, you are back in it with curiosity. So when the thing props up, like the little devil props up and the limiting belief or the trust issues or the self-sabotage comes up, you're like, Oh, there you are, friend. We're not doing this game again. I'm pretty sure I've healed 90% of it. But the fact that you're here and I'm aware of you, I'm not going to fall for you again. Because I already did it. I already wrote the letters. I already spent with you. I already healed. I gave it to God. So you're back. 
I love you. But remember, we're not doing this dance. So it can be ton, and maybe the little thing won't come out, the little emotion won't come out, then you know I'm fully healed. But if they happen to come out, that's when you know, okay, this is an area that potentially I might like trip up, up over again. So instead of tripping over this thing again, how do I love myself through this process? So I don't slip through it again and like self-sabotage. But I would start talking about it. I am healed. I'm ready to date. I am fully open and available and ready to go because that's how it feels for you, yeah, you know? So start talking like about it in that way. Most of the clients, if not all of them that are like in relationships, we started working together and their energy, I would say like their energy on when we started dating and they were single to now, like your energy is way more neutral and settled. Like I don't hear and I don't feel a lot of anxiety behind this. It feels like, okay, this is the right time. I know. Mm-hmm. She's dancing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, Let's do it. I feel so connected with everything that you're saying. And it feels like it's, it almost feels like this whole, like the past six, six, seven months, eight months have been so ever since I suc- not succumb, but ever since I determined, okay, I'm doing IVF, right? Like this is what I'm doing. I kind of stopped all my other, pro- all my, the, the rest of my journey. I'm eating like shit. Mm-hmm. I'm not listening to my podcast where I felt like I was learning so much. I stopped reading my books about, you know, I stopped reading my Gabby Bernstein's. I stopped mm-hmm. thinking about, you know, my angels. I stopped thinking about, you know, I stopped meditating and I had a whole meditation room in my old house. And it was cute. And it was so cute. That was a cute little room. Mm-hmm. But I stopped, you know, I, I stopped caring about my crystals. I, there were so many things I just like just stopped and just talking to you and hearing, you know, your perspective on these things. And like, I'm, I'm feeling like things are starting to kind of come together. And how deserving she thinks you are. Like, yeah. I love to know that she feels that we're deserving of the things that we want and that we're on the right track, yeah. even though we both feel like we're still hot messes. Yeah. So that means like, we're okay. You're oh yeah. Okay. No, I'm, I'm gonna need you. Right. Well, right. that's the thing. And I think it's always important. Yes. Yes. And yes. And I think it's always important to remember that like we have everything we need within us, right? So I'm work- when I'm working with clients or having conversation with you both, I'm not thinking about it like, oh, they're broken, right? Like they, it's like, no, you are actually whole and complete and you know exactly what you're doing. Your window might be a little foggy, right? Like you might have a little snow and dirt mm-hmm. on your little windshield, but the car, like the, the, the machinery, the human of like, you're whole, you're complete. You know exactly what to do next. It's just a matter of like, cleaning it up a little bit and then getting back on track. So it's never from the perspective of like, Ooh, you know, we <laughs> that's going to be, you know, it's more like, no, 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 they're good. This is just like adding and being a catalyst to like that next level and the fulfillment and joy that they want to create in their lives. Yeah, it's the condiments. It really yes. I am the condiment. We yes. are, I love it. <laughs> I hate that word, but I love Me its too. meaning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me <laughs> you know too. what I mean? Right, right, right. So what is your one boilerplate sentence on the importance of goal setting and, you know, how to do it correctly if you can? I'm going to like flip it on its head and, 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 and I'm a very goal-oriented person, but I'm going to flip it on its head because this year I decided, yes, like we have the monthly goals. You're a business owner. Like, you know, you want to hit, like, we don't need to talk about that, right? Like, you know, your revenue and your sales and how much, whatever weight you want to lose. Great. Right. Right. But it's more about like the goal become the intention. So how do you want to feel this year? Right. So for me, my feeling this year, this would be so good for bracelets is, um, satisfaction. I want to feel satisfied and I want to be in alignment with Mm. myself, like being authentic to who I am. So I'm not setting that as a goal, but I'm setting the intention of for 2021, my quote unquote goal is to, in everything I do, create satisfaction, right? And be in alignment with the most authentic person that I am. So when I'm going through like the valleys and not the peaks, when everything feels like a shit show and I'm like, I don't even have the energy to do any of it, I can go back to those words, center myself, anchor myself in those words, and then take action from that place. Hmm. So it's almost like the picking of a word. Picking of a word. What is the word that you want to go back to day in and day out in 2021 that allows you to feel really centered and anchored in like the person you're becoming and what you're creating? I And how... And now if you need a place to put that word, you can always do it on littlewords.com. Always. 
on the customization <laughs> on the customization section, section. <laughs> but it's true it's like pick that word and then how does that yeah, yeah i never take the time to do that and it's just so important to but i also think you make it a bigger task than it has to be i just do pick the word right now yeah i was about to ask you what is your word yeah mm. like like what is it I really, I really just liked what you said, satisfaction and alignment. I really, really liked that. Like I do, I just want to feel satisfied. That's in everything. Like even just in like my, my eating habits right now, like I feel like I'm never satisfied, not because I'm hungry, but because I'm just, I just, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm sludging through this pregnancy and just life and in general. And I'm like unwilling to do anything for myself. And I'm just like, asking my husband and he cannot cook to save his life and I'm eating garbage and just because I'm like, oh, fuck it. Like, I just don't want to, like, I'm just not motivated. So I feel like being motivated by the word, you know, satisfaction and like seeking it in all things yeah, and being in alignment with who I am, what my purpose is, what I'm about to embark upon. Your values. My values, mm-hmm. coming back into connection with those things that really got me through the most difficult time of my life thus far. Why not go back to those in the good in, in what I'm considering, you know, a lucky, happy time, but yet I'm not feeling right. You're a little clouded. Ha- yeah, I'm you clouded. Push, you gotta push the clouds. I gotta clear that windshield. So find that satisfaction. Like I'm gonna find when I get dressed in the morning, I'm gonna find satisfaction in the underwear that I'm wearing. They're gonna feel great, right? And then I'm gonna find satisfaction in the sweater. And then it's like I'm gonna right. So it's like there are like little micro satisfaction moments throughout the day. And if you eat crap, it's like well, I'm gonna have my little side salad because that's satisfying, even though I'm eating, you know, junk food. Mm-hmm. So that sounds like doable and it's not like I need to be satisfied in 24 hours. How, I, how do I find satisfaction? Like in this moment, in this conversation with the sound of the New York city ambulance <laughs> in the background, you know, like satisfaction. What gives you satisfaction? Oh, this, yeah. wow, this gave me satisfaction. So, me hiring you is about to give me satisfaction. I'm not even kidding. Girl, I'm going to need you to slide into the email with your rate. Like, this is truly yeah. something that done I done and done. 